Alright folks, and we are back with season two of the best Timberwolves podcast on the internet, Timberwolves Talk. I'm Chris, and that is Peyton, and if you guys have not clicked on our videos before, we do the Timberwolves Talk here on Bass Hole Media, so... Well, if you've been looking at if you've been looking for Timberwolves news in the last three months, you definitely have not clicked on any of our videos because, you know, we we, we kind of took the summer off, and you know, I think it's okay. But I'm I'm very excited to be back here for season two of the Timberwolves Talk podcast, brought to you by Basshole Media, also brought to you by Boomerang Energy, and you know what? For everyone watching, we're gonna take you guys along for a, a great ride, and hopefully to a playoff run so without further ado let's get into it yeah and just a quick note we've been reading all your guys dms and comments and everything we really enjoyed the love everyone's kind of been asking where we've been this this summer i think we did one was it one podcast over the summer yeah we did one or two and we kept we kept saying like oh yeah we're gonna do a lot more but it just never really happened i mean let's just i guess we should probably explain like where we've been like i've I've been traveling a lot, working a lot. Chris has been at at uh at camp all summer. Camp yeah, counselor. I mean, I've yeah, I've been more eight hour days, five days of the week. I mean, it's it's been super busy for both of us. Peyton worked like three jobs, um, but yeah, we're back at it. We're super super excited to get back at it because you know this was the highlight of last year for us. Um, you know, with COVID and everything, we started the podcast obviously and. It's been a huge success. We've been doing super well with all the Timberwolves content and we're super excited for this season because it's going to be a new season for us and a new season for the Wolves. And hopefully, you know, both parties can, both parties can feed off each other and do good. Yeah, for sure. So there's a few things, I guess, there's a few main topics we should definitely go into. The first um, is on draft night. So I was at work just kind of sitting where all the servers sit, not really doing anything. I get a notification, Ricky Rubio. Wait, no. So the first notification was Ricky Rubio and the Timberwolves trade Ricky Rubio and a f- second round pick to the Cav and cash to the Cavaliers for uh, Torian Prince. And I'm like, what? So I call yeah. Chris. I'm like, Chris, do you see that? And he's like, yeah, what the heck? And <laughs> it was just crazy. So what what were your initial thoughts on that before Woj came out and um, switched it up? Because he made a typo. You know, my initial thoughts were – even if we had to give up um, a second round in cash for Torian Prince, I honestly would not have been mad. Um, there's a couple of reasons, obviously. You know, we lessened our cap hit greatly um, with Rubio's $17 million contract off the books. And in all honesty, I think everyone just – everyone can admit to this, that the Ricky Rubio, it just wasn't a good fit, I don't think, last season, especially with, you know, we have a loaded backcourt. Like, there is – as is there's way too many guards on the Timberwolves roster I mean everyone realizes this and it's it's becoming even more of a problem even even while trading Ricky Rubio because of how well Jalen Noel is playing this offseason and you know them wanting to get Jordan McLaughlin back and it's tough it's tough to find spot tough to find space but um I think it's a great trade you know 
I saw it. We both texted each other and I'm like, yeah, I- I'm down with Torian Prince. Um, he's, he's what we need. You know, he's a three and D guy. He's made some plays for the nets. I mean, I think he averaged like eight points a game last season, but he's, he is like the drew league and the pickup court God. Like if you guys go watch <laughs> some mixtapes of him, like shooting and stuff, it is, he just goes off at these like pro runs and stuff like that. So I'm super excited. You know, anytime the wolves can get some shooting and like mediocre defense, I am hundred percent on board with that. Obviously I do think it's a big loss. Um, you know, Ant love Ricky. I mean, I, I don't, I think obviously everyone loves Ricky Rubio. I mean, I don't know how you can't, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it just wasn't a good fit. Um, and I think the funny part is, is, you know, everyone says like Minnesota is the place to go and die. Um, what? Like if you get trade, if you get like included <laughs> in a trade, like you do not want to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. You are always going to be last. But I honestly think Ricky Rubio got shorted in the stick with this one. I think going to the Cavs might be worse than yeah, like coming from the Wolves. Like I honestly, I do believe that. Yeah, I feel I, I feel bad for him. Like he got welcomed home like he was some king, and everyone was so excited that Ricky Rubio was back. I think did we even make a video about it? Were we? I think we might have made a video about it right when he came back. And we, everyone was just so excited. Um, oh, the leg monster. Yeah, we back. might we might have made it. I think we did make a video about it. Are we good now? I think so. We should be. You can you hear me right up to date? Yeah, I got you. Guys, if you don't know, we uh we tend to have a lot of um connection issues <laughs> with this <laughs> podcast. So hopefully it can it can be nice to us for the remainder of this podcast. It's um, Chris's Wi Fi too, just to let you guys know. It is a hundred percent not my Wi-Fi. You guys, we, you no, guys, we, will... no, no, we just got a new Wi-Fi this weekend. <laughs> you got a new router, new yeah, internet, new, new everything. So it, mine is crystal clear. I think it's it's got to be you. All right, but, that's that's fair. That's but fair. as I was saying, I think I just feel bad for Ricky Rubio. I feel like everyone was so excited for him to get here, and then he's just started playing, and everyone's like, "This guy's terrible. Like he's just a terrible fit for the team." And everyone was just pretty excited for him to get shipped off. Honestly. I, I honestly just like I don't know you know if you guys watch the watch the uh Timberwolves talk season one a lot of it you know last year we had Doogie on a couple times Darren Wolfson and he talked about the um the effect of COVID on Ricky Rubio and if I'm being completely <laughs> honest like I don't know if COVID changes the person's that game that much like but no you saw him in the Olympics man he was like dropping he was balling like, <laughs> he, he made <laughs> right before we traded him. <laughs> you see that yeah right before we traded him I was like all right like Ricky Rubio, like maybe he's gonna be good next year, and then we traded him right away. So with our it luck, just, he's gonna be he's gonna have a comeback season next year. It was just the lack of awareness on the court. I don't. I I mean, I don't know. Like it was just a. I thought his defense was how it usually is. Like Ricky Rubio is a plus defender in most cases. Um, the his main skill was just not good. Like he was he turned the ball over like. He had the Tremendous worst amount of times. He had the worst dribble percentage in the NBA. If that, it, that's that's a stat. I don't know what the stat is. I think it's turnovers per dribble or something crazy like that. But he had the worst turn or dribble percentage in the um, in the whole NBA. If, if you're a point guard and you have the worst dribble percentage in the NBA, like just just say <laughs> that out up, loud. Who that, comes that up with that stat? Something. Who comes up with that stat? 
I don't. I, I I'm kind of. I like. I like. I like the advanced analytics. It's kind of funny yeah. to see who leads in different categories. But like, yeah, no. You just like even just the average fan could see that something was not clicking with Ricky Rubio on the Timberwolves. It was the poor shot selection, the yeah. lack of ball handling, bad passes, and I, I just don't know if he was a clear cut fit with like young candidates like Jalen Noel and McLaughlin needing playing time, and like they play no. I think a lot of people forget that Ryan Saunders was our coach for half the yeah. year last year. I think a lot of people forget that. That was an era of Timberwolves basketball. I mean, we that was terrible. Ryan Saunders was playing that Ricky Rubio and D'Lo lineup so much. Like, it was it was tough. To it was watch. bad, man. So, I, I it was really tough to watch. So, I, I think the Ricky Rubio, hopefully he goes and performs in Cleveland. Like, Best of luck to him. I hope he gets shipped shipped off to a contender, though. I really do. I hope he. I hope the Lakers trade for him or something or some team that needs him because, I. Uh, I mean, they have two really good young guards in Cleveland, so he's not going to start. I can tell you that. I can tell you Garland and Sexton are definitely going to start over him. So, yeah, it's tough. I agree. And so, kind of the next thing I want to get into is I'm just trying to go through my emotions on draft night and everyone else's. So when we made that dra- trade, it was a couple hours before the draft. So kind of the narrative going around was that we were going to go on and make and use and use Prince and that second round pick and like that extra cap space we have to make a bigger move. And then the Timberwolves tweeted a picture of Gerson on hold and they're like making moves or something. And, (laughs) and nothing happened. We didn't have a draft pick that the whole, the whole night we didn't make any more trades and it was Mm -hmm. just crickets. Nothing happened. And everyone was just so angry. What, what did you think about that? Um, I think it's honestly, I don't think it was him, you know, not wanting to make a trade. I think if it was available, he, he might've done it. He's an aggressive GM. I think just the way the board set up, I'm sure there's something he didn't like, and I'm sure that's to make a move. If, if the move would have presented itself, then, you know, I'm sure he would have made the move. I guess my analogy to it would be like the bears moving up for Justin Fields. If their guy slid down to whatever it was, I'm sure they would have made the trade and moved up, but you know, they never did. And I think, I think Gerson has been getting a lot of, um, you know, hate this offseason because all the Wolves fans, you know, want to see the the huge splash and want to see the trades and wanted to see the, you know, us moving in the first round of the draft. But in all honesty, I think everyone knows that we had no cap space. We had exactly everyone have, forgets that shit. We have a couple of, you know, restricted free agents that we would really like to sign. They're pretty key pieces in our, our you know, second team rotation and. We, we didn't have any money. I think we also have to keep in mind that Anthony Edwards is going to get a very big contract in the next two to three years. And, you know, it's, it's nice to honestly let some of your players just develop sometimes. Like I, I'm, I'm fully on board with all, you know, I'm fully on board with the young core we have, and I'm, I'm ready to see where development takes them. Um, obviously everyone's talking about the Ben Simmons thing. Um, you know, what, what do you think? What would you give up? What's a fair price for Ben Simmons for the Wolves? See, I honestly, man, I'm, I'm over the Ben Simmons thing. I, I really wanted him for a little bit there when everyone was saying how terrible he was. And like, I was like, okay, he's not terrible. Like we could really use him. And I kind of thought the asking price was going to be pretty relatively low, but what they're asking for Ben Simmons is like a super, they're still acting like he's a superstar level player and he, he might be. But just after what happened in the playoffs last year, there I think their asking price is just so high. 
So what what I would give up is not even close to what they're asking price. I would I would give up some something like Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, and then two first round picks. Yeah, mine. And I think mine enough. would be fairly similar. I, and like, I think I don't know when it got leaked. I don't know if it, I don't know who leaked it when it got leaked. But the reported asking, you know, the what they wanted from the Warriors was. Wiseman, Wiggins, and Draymond, I believe, and four first round picks. <laughs> I don't know if it was Draymond or what the. It was four what, first rounds, though. Yeah. I know it was four first round picks. And I'm like. And plus the number two pick last year, who is still yet to prove himself. That's five basically first round picks. Yeah. And if you're asking, like, I don't even know what we'd have to give them at that point. <laughs> like, we'd have no. to. I don't even know what Ben Simmons would be worth because. I, I I would agree with you. I think a fair trade for Ben Simmons because he's gonna get traded, in my opinion. I, yeah, he is the, not even rep- talking to the teams yet. Like if he those reports are true, yeah. If those are true, and like he's really in like cutting off his teammates and you know not texting his coach back, not reporting, then like he's gonna be gone. But I think a fair asking price would probably be Malik, Pat Bev, and either two firsts or one first and Jaden. I I don't see. I would hate to give away Jaden too. I think that would be detrimental to give away our best defensive player. Yeah. Um, I, when I just, we're just trying to add defense, like the whole point would be to pair those two up. Yeah. It just doesn't really make, it wouldn't make much sense for us, especially like just getting Pat Bev just to ship him right off or like, like players, that, the players that excite me the most on the Timberwolves roster are the players like Malik Beasley and Jade McDaniels and Pat Bev, like these new players that are so underrated. And that, like, I am so, so, so excited for Patrick Beverly. I don't know why Tim Rose fans are like, I think it's just a lot of anti, I think it's a lot of Clipper hate, but like, dude, having Pat Bev on your team as a backup point guard, dude, that is so nice. Like, he is, he's a fight, he is, he's a playoff guy. Like, he's always in the playoffs. I've explained, I explained this to someone in the comment section. Um, Pat Bev is one of the, one of the guys where 29 teams hate him. And one team loves him. And that one team that loves him is whatever team he's playing for that season. He's kind of like a Grayson Allen type player. Like everyone hates him except for if he's on your team, you love him. Brad Davidson on Wisconsin. Everyone hates him except for Wisconsin fans. They love him. I think that's kind of the player that Pat Bev is. No, I 100% agree. Like I think he's going to provide obviously like just the intensity we need. I feel like as a unit – I don't know if we have any really players like that right now. Like, I think Malik's one of those guys that can get fired up like that. I think Ant is, but like, I don't think anyone's like Pat Bev in the NBA. I think there's a couple, like you can have Russell Westbrook, Pat Bev, um, Damian Lillard. No, not even Damian. I mean, like there's only a couple of players that play like that. And that's going to be really, really, really nice to have come off the bench for us. And I'm super excited to see what Patrick Beverly can add. It's it's kind of like defensive end, honestly. It's kind of like what we wanted Ricky Rubio to be last year. We wanted him to be that defensive, like veteran leader that would like bring mm-hmm. energy to the team. And he did not do that at all. But Pat Bev, I like there's no way he's not gonna do that. He the dude's an he's crazy. And I think the big thing is too, is like it, you know, I, I like to see when players like tweet about coming to different places. Like he seems he seems content with coming to Minnesota. Like he doesn't yeah, he's have tweeting he's a, lot. Been tweeting a lot, man. He's, he's we gotta start tweeting at him. We already know what jersey number he's wearing. He ain't he didn't even on the team yet. Twenty two. Yeah, they haven't announced him yet. No, does that, like, does that concern you or does that usually take a little while? 
No, that takes that's just processing and stuff like that. But he's been tweeting at like Kevin Garnett, telling him he's yeah. not gonna let him down and stuff. Like that's pretty big. Uh, it's a pretty big tweet right there. I mean, like, I guess the other thing. So we kind of we kind of explained it in a long long terms. But those were pretty much the two off season moves that we made, where we um we brought in Pat Bev and Torian Prince, and we shipped out Culver Wancho and Ricky Rubio. Yep. Um, one other player I would have liked to see gone was Jake Lehman. But everyone loves Jake, man. You can't. (laughs) He's a meme, man. We we need a player like that. I mean, and the the thing is, too, guys, is we're recording this on August 23rd. There is 58 days until the season starts there. I guarantee you the Wolves are going to make another. I don't know if it's going to be a trade. They're obviously going to make roster cuts. The roster is going to look different. It's not going to be this. At the end of the year, there's going to be a move or two. There's going to be players signed from different G leagues. It's it's gonna be um it's gonna be awesome to see. That's always like one of the best parts is is the preseason like chaos, and that's why we kind of decided to come back right now is because we're starting to get into full swing of the NBA preseason. You know, summer league descended. Things are gonna be happening. You know, stories yeah. are gonna be coming out. It's gonna be fun. What'd you say? Fifty eight days till the first game. Fifty eight days. I think well, um I ha- I don't even know who we're playing. Uh, we're playing with the Houston. Houston. Hey man. Hey man, that's I mean that's a dub. That'd be a good way to start off the season, right? Yeah, right. So um I guess I don't want to jump on to jump into the summer league quite yet. I think we gotta pay our respect to Jarrett Culver. Not as much Wancho. I think I guess we gotta talk about Wancho a little bit just out of respect for Greg Weasley, because that is his favorite player. I agree. I hope I Greg, I hope you can comment on this video and just hope that you're okay and hope that you remain a Timberwolves fan and that you're not going to just completely move over to a Memphis Grizzlies fan, but um, <laughs> let's start out with Wancho. I mean, so the situation going into this trade was we knew that he, his camp was not happy with the Timberwolves. So allegedly what basically what happened was he hurt his shoulder, correct? Mm-hmm. And then he, he thought he was well enough to play in the Olympics and the Timberwolves just shut him down and said, Nope, you're not playing for the Olympics. You can't play for team Spain. And he was just really angry about it. So we kind of knew he was on the way out. Is that, does that sound about accurate? I think that's, I think obviously like that and on top of it, you know, he just, we didn't play him because he, Sucked. I mean, he, he really didn't contribute. He, when players one have, game. yeah, when, when players have one skill and they don't perform that one skill well, it it's, makes them hard to play. And they, you know, yeah. he, he's a shooter and he wasn't shooting well. So he adds nothing to the team. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather have Vanderbilt in there who can't, who can't, can't shoot, shoot a ball either. past four feet, at least <laughs> play some defense and be intense. Yeah, so I mean, Wancho, best moments of Wancho season last year that I remember were that um when he went Kareem mode against the Lakers. Remember that, Chris? I think you were yeah, watching not, the game. With Nineteen me. points in like the the first half, first half or something. It was eight, wasn't it? Seventeen points in the first quarter or something. Not, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was amazing. And then <laughs> nothing, he never had a stretch like that the rest of the year. So. With that being said, Wancho, thanks for um, giving us some stuff to talk about on the Timberwolves Talk podcast. Now let's get into Jarrett Culver. I mean, just a few days ago, I was driving with you into the cities, and I remember telling you, I was like, dude, I want to be that Jarrett Culver like bandwagon guy. I still want to believe in him. Remember me telling you that? I, I do remember you telling me that. And then the next day, like... they traded him. I was like, come on, man. I, I wanted to believe in him. I still have faith in this guy. I mean, he's he's a like like people are saying, it, it's a good trade for both sides. Like the Grizzlies legitimately have no use for Patrick Beverly, but they do have use for a couple young players who are going to fit with their core for the you know upcoming years. And 
I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see what Jarrett does. He's 20. You know, there's some, there's at the beginning of this previous season, I was like, oh my goodness, Jarrett Culver turned the corner. I was like, yeah, you, you called him, um, you said that Anthony Edwards and Jarrett Culver were going to be the next Jalen Brown. And, um, no, that was Peyton. you. Okay. Let's no, not spend any false info here. Peyton legitimately no, said that no, last no, year. That never happened. It that was, was uh if I hopefully I can find that video and show no, we I already time. tried. I already tried. Chris was like, dude, I th- I think Jared Culver and Anthony Edwards are gonna be the new Jason Tatum and uh Jalen Brown. I was like, all right. I think you said that to Doogie actually, didn't you? No, no, no. I would never say that to Doogie. All right, what whatever, whatever. You know, he was promising though. And yeah, he's dude, he he's a top six pick. You don't get picked in the top six unless you have at least some potential. Now, was he broken? Yes. He was mentally broken. He was he had no confidence in his shot. He, you could see he was scared to go to the free throw line because he knew he was going to miss. And when you have a basketball player playing like that, that is unhealthy. So what so in all reality, the what he needs is a clean slate with no expectations. And that's exactly what's going to happen on the Memphis Grizzlies. And I hope I I hope that he turns out to be the player that we thought he was going to be because that would not have happened if he stayed on the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. I think this is exactly what he needs, and I think it's just going to be the best for both camps. So, Jared Culver, I still believe in you, man. Thank you for all, all you've done for the Timberwolves. Not much, but thank you. Thank you for all the stress you caused. Yeah, actually, he was the second longest tenured Timberwolf on that, that – or no, third. It was like Cat, Akogi, and then him, I believe, were the, uh, were the players that were on the Timberwolves for more than one season. Yes, which is a little crazy. <laughs> so goodbye to our longtime Timberwolf, Jared Culver. Um, you're probably going to kill it in Memphis. Memphis always destroys us. So I'm sure every time you play us, you're probably going to win. And you're probably going to score like a good 14 points and play yeah. a good defense. So. And not this year. It's different. It's different. This it's different. Year. It's different. But, um, and yeah, the last guy. Um, no, we, we went over no, all we've three. Talked, we've, t- we've, we've talked over every, yeah, about everyone. Yeah, We're so in- would you would you say – would you say we won these trades? I would say we we won both of these trades by a decent amount. Like I think we didn't murder. Like we didn't. It weren't they weren't robbery, but we won both these the, trades. The, um, these are really good trades. I would say that I would say we 100 percent won the Torian Prince trade. In my opinion, um, we got a second round pick, cap space, cash, and a player who's had a better season than Rubio last year. First of all, and I think it's just a bigger fit for our team right now. We need a, a wing. Um, you know, I think the Memphis trade is a, is a win for both teams. I think we needed some veteran, you know, fire and leadership on our team. And I think they are content with, you know, just shipping them off for some young players. And yeah. I think and he barely was even on the team for, what was he on the team for two weeks? Or oh, what? how long was Bev on the Grizzlies? Yeah. It was like like two days, maybe two days. Okay. Yeah. It was like yeah. a day or two. I thought so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about what the future holds at the moment. I think. Um, well, yeah. So we get in. You want to get into summer league? We we'll talk about that a little bit. I know we yeah. didn't. Neither of us really paid attention too in depthly into the summer league, but I mean, we can touch on it for sure. I mean, so basically, usually in summer league, it's all about the rookies. You know what I mean? Like everyone just watches summer league to see what like the top five draft picks do. But for us this year, it was not like that at all. We wanted to see our second year guys. And just see what they could is it was um so it was actually uh, Noel, it's his third year. 
Yes. So he was a third year G League or a summer leaguer. That's pretty rare. That is rare. I mean, and I, we expected Noel and McDaniels to go into the G League and do well. And I think both of them exceeded expectations um, greatly. I don't know how, first of all, like, I don't know how Noel didn't make an all summer league team. He was like the third, third leading scorer in the summer league. And he was, had assists because he was playing point guard. He shot the rock really well. That was a really big snub. He was averaging like 22 points in summer league, which is extremely well, good. They don't, they would never put a third, third year player on the summer league. Cause they, they, they got to put those top 10 picks on there. That's the, that's how they get the likes, you know? That's true. Shout out to Luca Garza. Um, if you yeah, guys watch guy. that's our guy. <laughs> Garza, man, we he made an all summer league team. So that's that's. I mean, he was undrafted, wasn't he? Or was he? A no, late he he went late. He like fiftieth, not eighth, or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. What was that's that a course? Times times are changing, man. What is that a course? No, we're we're straight <laughs> diet coke today. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, we gotta. That would be an interesting concept for for the some podcasts in the and future. No, yeah, I'll call sponsorship if any if any companies are looking at me. That'd be something. Um, but let's get back get back to the topic, get back to. Topic. Yeah. So, so there were um there are two players and I always get their names freaking mixed up. I know one of them was named Isaiah or something. Yeah, so we it's two um, players that potentially like they played very well and they both dunk a lot. And so you, you can take it over with who. Yeah, so Isaiah Wright I have no clue where he came from. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he was on the team beforehand. I don't think he was um, on the Iowa Wolves beforehand, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a uh, an undrafted guy. And then we had McKinley Wright, who um, is from Minnesota. Obviously, that was the big undrafted free agent signing that we had. And they both played good. You know, they both um, were in the starting lineups. And the one guy, um, I forgot his name. The um, there's another guy. I wasn't the thinking of McKinley Hawks Wright. Yeah, Book Knight. Yep. Isn't it Book Knight? Book Knight? Um, his name's not Book. Or what is it? No, Nathan Knight. Nathan Knight. Um, so that <laughs> was, a, that was not, I don't know. There, I think there's a guy named Book Knight on the um, on the roster. But besides the fact, Nathan Knight was an acquisition from um, from the Hawks that went really under the radar. Gerson signed him. Um, uh, was it a trade? I'm not sure. We we acquired him from the Hawks, and the Hawks fans were flooded in our comments like we're actually sad to see this guy go you got a really underrated player and i had no clue about this guy yeah and he's like a, he's like a he looks like a julius randall prototype kind of he's a six eight forward and the dude can like the dude can shoot like the mid-range really well and he he hit a couple threes for us in the preseason and playing good defense shot blocker so you know Hopefully then, the big man. Hopefully the big man can work his way into the rotation. I'd love to see that. I mean, that'd be. So you cool think he'll story. make the final roster? Two way, definitely a two way contract. Definitely a two way. How many two way um, contracts do you get? Don't quote three, me, but I want to say it's three. I was going to so, say it's three. I, so right there, those are our three two ways: is um, McKinley, um, Knight, and uh, Isaiah. What was Isaiah's last name? Isaiah Wright. Yeah, I, Isaiah Wright, Knight, and. Uh, Right. Wait. Nathan Knight, McKinley Wright, Isaiah Wright. Right, right, Knight. Right, <laughs> right, right, and Knight. There you go. Two, yeah, two, two rights make a, make a night. Two rights make a night. I had to put that on a t-shirt. Asshole media. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. Um, like I said, I don't think we really need to make any trades. I think we just, you know, it's it's hard to say as Tim Rolls fans, but, you know, let, let the guys develop. I think we, for once... 
in our lifetimes. Like we have finally have a young core that I'm excited about. Like every other Timberwolves team really hasn't had this young of a core. Yeah. Like we're, the, we're still the youngest team in the NBA, by the way, we, we even got younger. I'm pretty sure because of the acquisitions, but it's crazy, man. It's, it's crazy how young these dudes are. Like we gave them last year. And I honestly think if we were under Finch the whole year, we weren't hurt. Like, I don't know if we would have made the plan, but we sure would have been like the 11th or 12th seed. We would have been competing with the Pelicans, Kings, and um, Spurs. Like, there's no way we wouldn't have gotten at least 10 more wins with a fully healthy team, in my oh, opinion. But 100% factual there. Yeah, I mean, like, we're going under finally a full off season with Finch at the helm. Um, obviously, we lost Vanderpool. I'm sure that's probably, honestly, probably for the best because Finch is going to get one of his guys to – come in he's gonna have it in-house guy i'm assuming that he knows from previous jobs um so yeah it'll be nice he it's his team it's his team this summer you know this is where chris finch is really gonna be evaluated i was okay with how you know um they went at the end of last season because he just got thrown directly into a dumpster fire like you can't i don't know who would come out of that ryan would for (laughs) i don't know what ryan created but Ryan he got sucks. thrown into a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be nice to see what we do with, you know, fresh legs, um, everyone healthy. That's the biggest key. Um, there was a good article. I don't, I don't know if um, zone coverage or who wrote it, but they said the three make or break players to the Timberwolves this year. Like if, was if it, Darren? Guys, it wasn't Darren. Oh, he, um, al- he only writes the good articles. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. But it's, it's a hundred percent D'Lo McDaniels and Edwards. I mean, like yeah. we know what cat and Malik do. They're consistent. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, if Edwards takes that next step and we make the playoffs, you know, if McDaniels keeps doing what he's doing and just, I don't even know if he needs to take another step, you know, no. maybe he enhances his scoring a little bit, but if he just keeps doing what he's doing, that's a great step. And if D'Lo is healthy, I think we make the playoffs. Um, See- Everyone forgets about D'Lo. I even forget about D'Lo. Like, D'Lo, dude, like, he's a great player. And he yeah. was so on the cusp of becoming a superstar. I remember arguing with um, Darren about that for a while. And I was just – and I, I, I fully believe that he can still become that superstar. You argue with Dane. I think you argued with Dane about it. I don't know. Yeah, Dane, one of those guys. But, um, I mean, maybe was I was, – did did I, was I not making much sense? Maybe, but – I, I fully believe that he still has that superstar potential. And especially, I don't know, like, I think we already have our three superstars. I don't think we need to go out and add a Ben Simmons. I think we, we have our three and we have our bench. Like, I think we can make a huge run here. Not yeah, this year, I, maybe not next year, but two years, dude. I don't you know. know, barring no major injuries, in my humble opinion, I, I really do agree. Um, if we have most of our starter, if we have all our starters for most of the year, I think we're a playing lock. I, I think we are a better team than the San Antonio Spurs who just got rid of DeMar DeRozan. Keep yeah. that in mind. Um, I think obviously the Grizzlies were already in the plan. I think they'll probably be in the plan again. I don't see any reason why, you know, they'd take a step back or take a huge step forward. Um, they have Jackson back, but. We don't want to. We don't want to play them in the play, and we can. No, we, we don't. Never we, we, we that is that is the hardest team to, for us to play in the league. Um, the the Pelicans took a ginormous step back, losing Lonzo, yep. in my opinion. Um, and Bledsoe, Bledsoe's gone. Yeah. Um, so 
So we and the Kings too. The King yeah. the, the Kings are probably about the same. I don't see I don't see the Kings taking a huge leap. And that leaves at least one spot open. And you just take one of those one through ten, one, one through nine teams out if one of them drops. That's I think we easily make the plan. I don't think there's any any way we don't make the plan in the West if we're fully healthy. We at least the, ten. So my my expectations going into the season are if if we if we have decent injuries, like well, players are going to get injured. D'Lo is going to have his rest nights. Like, barring any, like what you said, any catastrophic injuries or, like, stupid trades, I they, I don't – if we don't make the play-in, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have any words. I would – I would, you know, if we're, if we're, we're healthy. We're so talented, man. If we, we don't are, make the play-in, yeah. Finch is done. I, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Like Rosas if, if is done. I agree. I agree. I mean, like, and cat's done too. I'm done with cat too. If we don't make the if we don't make the play in this year, cat we get we got to get rid of cat while he still has some value because he's not a winner. If if we don't make the play, obviously. I agree, man. Like, I, I I think like this is this is the year, man. Like Edwards takes that second step. Um, we have three really we have three star players, and if Edwards takes that second step, and yep. a couple really good role players, I think Malik's obviously going to be Malik. He's going to be that guy who shoots the lights out and. I think Noel, if he's everything that we've seen so far and he's improved, like I don't see any reason that that's not our a potential six man of the year candidate coming off the bench. You just never know. Yeah, so I, I want to get into a, a few, a, I guess a few more things. We haven't talked in a while. We haven't put out a video for a while. Let's, we can make this an extra long addition. Um, so what, what's your starting lineup looking like right now? Who are your starters? Um, if I were to make a starting lineup, like right at this moment, yep, um, we play tomorrow. Just first, first game, first team and second team. Yep. Um, it would probably be I would say D'Lo at the one. I'd okay. say Anta at the two. Um, mm-hmm. McDaniel's at the three. Hopefully, you know Vando resigns and everything's good there. I would, at the moment, I think I would put Vando at the four just for okay. defense um, and then cat at the five and then coming off the bench. Um, I would put Noel at the guard right now. I think he looked unreal as, as the point guard. Um, I would, I would put in Pat Bev. I would, I would run an almost three guard lineup with Noel, Pat Bev, Malik. Um, uh, the yeah, four is still a little iffy. We always have issues with the four. We never have any depth at the four. Um, so let's leave the four on pause right now, and then obviously Nas. Um, so you're missing two players. You're missing a Kogi, and you're missing Prince. So maybe Torian could be a, a small ball four because we like our small ball units. I mean, I would, I would. He's six eight about or six seven, six eight. You're ready to be all out on. You're done with a Kogi. <coughs> I think. I think what we do best off the bench is scoring points. Like whenever our bench comes in, I think that, I think the main goal of a bench is to light a spark. Like we, you're obviously depending on game situation, like benches come in for different reasons. You know, if we're, you know, holding or maintaining a lead, obviously I think you'd run a lineup with, I, you'd probably have Pat Bev in there. You'd probably have Bev Beasley and a Kogi, I think if you're trying to maintain a lead, but if you're trying to, you know, get some offense going, I don't see why you wouldn't run a, you know, a lineup like the, a smaller lineup like that that can shoot. Yeah. I think, um, 
I think where the Timberwolves can have a lot of success here with the second team is if we kind of go away from the second team. If we just kind of have seven, fluid, six, fluid or, six or seven guys that we can just rotate in and out based on the situation. Because what I'm seeing is I don't know if I want to start um, Vanderbilt. I, th- I don't know if he's an NBA starting power forward. He's a great player. I don't know if he's there yet. What I almost like lean for is starting either Torian Prince or a Kogi at the four. And I know that might sound crazy, but when you look at our starting lineup of D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, McDaniels, Cat, that's not a lot of defense, but that's a sure, heck, sure as heck a lot of offense. So if you throw a Kogi in there, put him on their best player, because he can guard one through five, one through four at least. You put him on their best player. He has no expectations to score. That's kind of the same thing as putting Vanderbilt in there. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of interchangeable. Yeah, no, I, I, I am a full proponent of seven, eight man rotations, nine mm-hmm. man rotations too. Even, um, I hate platooning. I think, yeah, we're obviously we're not going to do a platoon. Completely kills the flow. Of, no, I think it kills the flow of the offense. I think it kills the flow of the game because you're bringing a completely new unit into the game mm-hmm. who is has a complete different identity our our bench and our starters have we try to model each other after like i think Nas and cat are kind of good models but like they're completely different play styles um i think we're trying to trying to all accomplish the same thing here but yeah i agree with you i think we need to rotate players in accordingly i think a great first man in honestly is obviously malik i think you probably sub whoever our four is and put McDaniels move McDaniels down to the, to the power forward and then and to the three and then Malik to the Malik at the shooting guard, obviously, and then start rotating players in slowly. And I think the biggest thing that is going unnoticed yet again, that always had, we always talk about it is our what four. is cat going to be like on, well, the four, but what is cat going to be like, what is cat going to give us on defense here? What is he going to like? We don't know. He's like, been boxing some... a lot. He's been posting a lot on Instagram, mere selfies. He's been going off on <laughs> I Instagram. I haven't seen that actually. Yeah, yeah it's that's been, that's it's been weird. He's acting like he's Manny Pacquiao, man. It's been weird. It's been weird seeing his Instagram posts. But he uh, looks in at least he's in shape, I guess. Every so I saw the top comment was like, "This dude's been doing everything but playing basketball this offseason." <laughs> no, I thought that was kind of funny. That is funny, but um, yeah, like there's some flashes. Obviously, we see some games where he's just clogging up the paint blocking shots and then we see other games where he looks completely clueless and he's getting bullied that old lay defense yeah so we don't right there. I, I don't know i don't know what i don't know what the five is going to look like for for defense here but yeah another um another fun thing that i've heard people mention was maybe throw Nas in the starting lineup at the four or have him and cat kind of an interchangeable four and five in the starting lineup Instead of having Vando, I think that could be that could be kind of an interesting look. And it, I think the you know everyone just likes to set a preset starting five, but it really does depend on who you're playing. Like oh, obviously, sure. if you're playing a giant team like the Lakers, who are starting a seven footer at center, AD at the four, LeBron at the five, like that is an extreme amount of height. So obviously, you're probably going to run a Vando McDaniel's cat front court, like yeah. But then if you're playing a small ball team like the Blazers who are going to have Carmelo at the four, you know, you can get away with like McDaniels at the four and then run run another guard lineup. Like it, it all depends on the matchups, you know. What it, yeah, it, I, it another, really does. 
I don't know. I don't know if McDaniel's has like proved himself yet as a starter. Like every single, all these uh, Timberwolves fan pages and stuff are putting McDaniel's starting at the three. And I, do you think he's ready for that? Has he proved himself to be an NBA starting three, or do you think maybe he needs one more year to mature on the bench and then we can consider him our starting three? Or do you, do you think he's ready? I think at the end of the year, and I think um... we're talking game one. No, the- I'm saying I think I think at the end of last year in this preseason, I think he's proved to me that he deserves a spot in the starting lineup over over a few guys. Honestly, I don't I don't think a Kogi at this point in time deserves a starting spot day in mm-hmm. and day out. I, I don't think he's given us what we need. He's he's way 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 too inconsistent. You know, he's terrible. He, there I, was a stretch. You remember the stretch of games where he went like zero for twenty from three, the three point line. Yeah, I swear year? every time I saw looked at the TV, he was breaking a corner three. Like I never saw him make. And obviously, there's the Malik argument too, and that's that's yeah. another exactly I I, I, the narrative. Uh, on, Malik's deserved a starting spot. But. The narrative on Malik has flipped. He went like I I remember it was an unpopular thing saying he should be the sixth man next year. But now, like, he's automatically a six-man. No one even questions him being the six-man. But, like, you could make an argument for D'Lo, Ant, Malik, McDaniels, Cat. But that's where you st- – I think that's exactly where we would go wrong is putting Malik at the – Malik or Ant at the- I think Ant can body a three, but I don't think Malik can play a – a bigger two or a bigger three whatsoever. And I don't – I think we'd be sacrificing defense. He's by- He went to jail, though. He t- you don't think his defense? I don't know if, don't know if he got any. I don't know if he gained any defensive skills in jail. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> no, but no, I, I hundred. I think I know. I, I think it's a perfect. I think it's a perfect spot for him to be a six man. I think him and Noel work really well as a six and seventh man. I, I do. I think. I think just run with, that second unit. Yeah, with what we have right now at the moment, I would start Anthony Edwards over Malik Beasley because I think. Yeah. Oh, Either one of them cannot play a four a wing position right now. We they, we've seen them both play, you know, bigger bodies, and it hasn't really worked. They both get dominated on the defensive end. It's it's pretty. Anthony's sad. defense is 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 really bad. Yeah, and it's really bad. <laughs> and I would take I would take Anthony Edwards over Malik, obviously, right now. And I I I don't think anyone would argue with that. Um, we want to see the young kid develop, put him in, and throw him. We saw what happened when he was a starter. We we saw the end of the year under Finch when he was a starter. You know, twenty four points a game, six rebounds, three assists. Like that's a that's exactly what. If he gives us that, we're in the playoffs. Like, he um, he gives us that consistently. Speaking of Anthony Edwards, he makes it like he makes me proud to be a Timberwolves. Like I'm proud to be an Anthony Edwards fan. Like he he's just so much fun to be a fan of. Like he's just when, when's great... that Ant jersey coming in the mail? Well, actually, so I was gonna get, I was gonna order a white one, but then I heard rumors that we might be getting tree jerseys back. You hear that? Okay. No, I haven't. Through heard the grapevine, so I heard that, and I put a halt on. I'm like, okay, the tree Anthony Edwards jersey. Okay, that's fair. I, I yeah. if those if those things come out, that would that would be unreal. I don't I might know. Have to get I, a few. I don't even. I want to get an ant jersey. I really do, but I, you know the. The, you know the NFL is coming up. Justin Fields. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh, I knew you'd have. I knew you'd have to put Justin Fields in, um, in this podcast at least once. I put him in twice. I think I used him as a. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I did. You I did. You, you love him. That. I mean, yeah. I, I. I. Both those jerseys are necessities. I need both number ones on my favorite team. I need Fields and Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um oh. But, look at that on instinct. I don't know. There's a lot. To, we. What? We said um at the same time. 
I honestly believe there is a lot to look forward to. I know we said this last year, but even last year, there was a ton to look forward to. We had the number one overall pick. We we have we have the number one overall pick and going into his rookie season last year. Like that that in itself is everything to look forward to. Yeah. Like obviously, I don't think the Pistons are going to have an incredible season by any means, but they have Cade Cunningham. That's awesome. That's I would watch Pistons games like randomly. If I oh, yeah. if I saw a Pistons game on TV, I'm like, yeah, I want to see what Cade Cunningham looks like. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would yeah. turn that thing on. And I think like that's how you have to look at it. We have so much young talent right now, and by any means, we are not the worst team in the NBA anymore. That is not us. It's going to be a decent season if we all stay healthy. I think we make the play in. I at least at least. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot. How to... sick would that? How sick would that be? You know, I th- I think we do start beating some of these good teams. I think we do start doing that consistently. Well, dude, we beat the Suns. How we beat the Suns? We swept the Jazz. We swept the Jazz. Like, come on, not even healthy. Not even healthy. So, so we got a okay, lot to so... look forward to for as Timberwolves fans. But you have a lot to look forward to as Timberwolves Talk podcast fans because Chris and I we're we're going to be doing at least one podcast a week i'm hoping maybe two we're hoping we're hoping we can i think we can say at least two i don't, I don't I'm see hope any. two a week but we're gonna give you guys a set schedule that's what that's kind of our main goal is once we get our class schedule figured out our work schedule we're gonna try to give you guys at least one day a week where no matter what we will record on that day and then we'll probably scatter in some other ones throughout the week but we are gonna really try to give you guys a, a nice schedule and just a podcast to look forward to. Um, a lot of stuff's going to be going down on the Timberwolves underscore talk underscore podcast Instagram account. That's kind of where we'll give you almost like a Timberwolves fan page where we we'll talk about stuff as the game's going on, maybe do some like live stories during the game. And so if you really want to stay up to date, I would follow that on Instagram. But Chris, what, what were you going to say? Well, I would. I was just gonna say, like, there's, you know, like we're back. Um, you guys have been waiting. We're finally, we both feel comfortable in the position we're in right now to, you know, 100% tell you guys, like, we are, we're good to go. Everything is covered. The jobs are coming to an end. This is my last week of work. Peyton's done with work. Um, you know, we're gonna be back on the school grind, but that's that's when we get our most work done is, is yeah. those nights. Cause when, uh, that's when at least I get my most work done on this because when it's school season and when I have schoolwork, the last thing I want to be doing is schoolwork. So I'll do anything podcast related first and then I'll get the schoolwork done. So I'm, we're very productive then. Yeah. I mean, um, it's Sunday night right now. Um, you guys can at least, you know, probably expect the the next podcast to come out sometime next Sunday. Um, I think that'd be a good day too, honestly, just in Sunday? general. I feel like Sundays are just a lot of people have free time to, you know, watch stuff. Or, well, or, or, or Sunday, sorry, Sunday while we're recording this, obviously. I think, um, I think a good Man, idea. We, we, we had the, the connection's been fine today, actually. Yeah, you've been going out in and out a little bit, but I, I've played it off. Um, <laughs> I think I think it'd be good a good idea for us to film Sunday nights. We can film Sunday nights, release it Monday, because I don't know. I don't know. We we can talk about this more after, but I don't know. Um, you guys leave it. You guys leave it in the yeah, comments. Let too. us know we, what one day would you are you going to be down to watch the most or listen? Because we're on we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we're on a bunch of other podcast streaming platforms that we don't even know. 
but our um, RSS feed puts us on. So like we're on like Podnod, we're on like all these other free podcast places. We're all over the place. So wherever you listen to your podcast, um, look up Basshole Podcast or Timberwolves Talk, and we'll come up and just download our podcast. Listen to it on the on the way to work. Um, listen to it during class. Listen to it wherever. Let's do it doing homework, guys. I, I honestly, like, last year I listened to our own podcast doing homework, just, That's like, weird. seeing what I could do better, uh, seeing what me and Peyton could do better on. Hey, listen to it while you're doing homework. It's an easy listen. It's not hard. Um, you get your Timberwolves news in because legitimately what we do every single day is we look up all the latest Timberwolves news, and honestly, it's the easiest way for you guys to get it. You don't have to do all the research. You can just listen to us talk because whatever you hear us talking about, is what you're going to look up when you watch when you look yeah. at the rules online. And we try to give it to you in like a um, like our our podcast uh, mantra is kind of we like to make it like a casual conversation. So if you're looking for like the news, the facts, you go to Dane Moore because he's he's straight to the fact. Not it's not like comedy really. It's just straight to the fact, 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 fact. With us, we try to give it to you like you're talking to your buddy on the phone. Like hey, like let's talk about the rules. That's what we kind of try to like make this dynamic so it's just kind of a casual listen you can be have one ear in one ear out just like listening that's just kind of how we uh what we want this podcast to be so um i guess we're signing off for the first episode of season two i think we are i think wow. we are. we've been we've talked about a lot today um thank you guys for tuning in make sure to comment what day you it works best for you and you know what thanks for watching chris any any last words you got for them? Um, I don't know. Just a big thank you again. Like season one went really well. That's the that is the sole purpose that season two is here. You know, besides the fact that we love talking about it. Um, but if if you guys weren't you know giving us all this love and stuff, um, me and Peyton would just talk about this stuff normally. We wouldn't yep, do a yep. podcast <laughs> about it. So, um, thank you for the support and hopefully. We grow even more by season two. So, you know, hit All that right. sub button. We're trying to get 500 subs by the start of the season. Tell right, your thanks, friends. Thanks, guys. See you.